Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Friday the 16th of September. Today I'm joined for the last time this week by Lacey Smith, who is a Watson's Daily ambassador. Hi there, Lacey. How are you doing today? I'm well, Peter. How are you? Very well, thank you. Um, so, what um, story um, did you find most interesting today's Watson's Daily? I found it interesting that Shein is planning on a U.S. expansion. Yep. So, we have obviously heard on this uh, podcast quite a few times that Shein is rapidly expanding. Mm just a fact, huge expansion over this last year. And they are looking at building three new centers in the US distribution centers, and that's going to cut down shipping by three mm-hmm. to four days. Mm-hmm. So I find that kind of interesting because the current shipping is said to be at 10 to 15 days, and they're shipping everything, all their product in from China to 150 different countries. But for the US, they'll have their own centers, three of them, and that's going to reduce the shipping a bit, mm-hmm. the shipping time a bit, which I thought three to four days was kind of interesting because that's not a whole lot of difference when you think mm. about that. I mean, the lowest that it is right now is 10 days, 10 to 15. Mm. Mm. And you think that that's only like six or seven days. It's still like over a week, almost a week for shipping mm. for these products. And as Shein's big thing is being fast fashion, to me is not very fast when you can go to something like Amazon and they can manage mm-hmm. to ship around the entire U S in mm-hmm. one to two days. So mm-hmm. I still think it's not that great of a jump for how quickly that they're delivering items, but I do still think that they, I mean, their big thing is being very trendy and they're pushing out these trends faster than any fashion mm. model that I've ever been able to, that, that I've ever seen, really. I mean, yeah. they're pushing out more trends than mm-hmm. any other store in person, for sure. And I do find that interesting as well. They don't have any in-person stuff. This is 100% online. And their online experience is like getting on a roller coaster the second you go on there. Yep. It's like, here's a deal, here's a deal, here's a deal. Bright colors, movement, this. Yeah. Oh, and in 17 hours, you're gonna have, we're going to have a big sale. Look out for that. Here's these... <laughs> Here's these items that start at a pound. It's like, there's so much going on on there. Yeah. And it's like, here's this deal. Oh, you could buy three for 21 pounds. I'm literally just going off of what I looked at today. Yeah. This morning when I opened it on. <laughs> it's like, I did. So when I went on, I thought it was funny because I was like, here's items that start at a pound. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like that mm. is prices. How do you even manage yeah. to produce anything at that price so i clicked on yeah. it it's like here's the, something for 13 pounds here's something for 23 pounds i'm like that's not i mean yeah starting at a pound that's mm-hmm. a stretch though when none of them are actually a pound yeah but anyway yeah they have an interesting business model no in-person locations all shipping it is huge for the u.s because they are going to bring in honestly probably thousands of jobs because these these shipping locations that they have are like a million square feet kind of thing. They're not small mm-hmm. businesses. They're massive. Yeah. And so the raise in jobs in the US is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. We always want to see more jobs being available. And they're also going to bring in, it looks like they were going to bring in more like executive level jobs as well. 
Mm. It's not just going to be the warehouses. They're also mm. going to expand their U.S. executive offices quite a bit. Mm. So, I mean, considering they were at like 15 in the U.S. employees, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're probably now going to have hundreds. And then if you include the people in the warehouses, they'll have thousands of people in the U.S. working for them. That's, that's huge growth for the U.S., yep. despite the fact that maybe I kind of <laughs> disagree with their business model and the way that they do things otherwise so yeah what do you I think mean, about it peter yeah i mean i i think that um it is highly questionable as to how they can do things at such low prices so quickly um and obviously one of the one of the ways that they they managed to get the ideas anyway for for such a humongous amount of churn in terms of what they sell um you know they've they've uh they've fallen foul of um you know using shortcuts by allegedly uh copying um lots of other designers i mean e- even sort of um you know zara designs but also uh, designs by much more upscale um apparel uh, makers um i know like ralph lauren has accused them of that and doc martin has accused them of that so yeah it's kind of across the board they're yeah, they're getting called out for it, but yeah. nothing really seems to be happening of that. No, because they don't. It, nothing really seems to stick. It seems to me. I mean, they probably do so much. They just churn so much that they think, well, it, in a way, they see. I reckon they see it as a cost of doing business. Um, I mean, the other thing as well is that in the past, when um, relations with China were better with the West. Um, they they were trying to um, uh, to, uh, to to be more compliant with um, copyright and stuff like that because I remember years ago there was a a big clampdown on Alibaba for instance um, which was known for selling knockoff goods um, and so there was a big crackdown on that but I would have thought that um, Sheehan's success is is way down on the pecking order for um, for the government to really bother with. Plus, they probably, I would imagine, they probably see it as quite a useful sort of, you know, kind of, I would say thorn in the side of the US, but well, not the US, but, the you know, the West. Um, they just, I think they just probably see it as a low priority. So I suspect that Sheehan is just going to be able to do what it wants to. Because um, remember, of course, um, a lot of Chinese companies, especially the tech companies and tech companies like Alibaba, for instance, they were for a long time allowed to just do what they wanted. Um, and it's only in the last few years that especially the current regime that uh, Xi Jinping is really, really reining them in and reining them in seriously, including the likes of Alibaba. So but um, because I suppose that's tech and they would argue that you know they want to keep tech whereas i would imagine that they see retailers just it's low price it's not going to be as big of a deal i do think it's a dicey game to play with Mm. how close they've gotten and how many businesses have said that they're copying and that that's a Mm -hmm. copyright issue Mm -hmm. i think it's a dicey game to play when you're going into america yeah i mean we we know america is a rather litigious country Mm-hmm. Um, so to start putting locations in the U S where you're risking being within that jurisdiction, almost it's yeah. like, do you really want to risk that? Mm. 
because I do feel like you might have a little bit louder voice there mm. to say, hey, they copied my design and mm. I don't like that. Mm. And I even wonder like class action wise, which could you get multiple businesses coming through or multiple entities mm. coming through and saying, Ooh. you know, this, this keeps happening to yeah. us. And the U.S. is kind of the king of class action because yeah. it's been there for so long. That's... So it's like they have, it, like, there's one thing for one business to say you've copied us, but what if like 10 or 15 say that? Yeah. What's that going to look like for CN? Yeah. And actually, actually, you know, that's, that's brilliant. Um, I didn't think of that. And, uh, and I think that um, it would be, pre- it would be quite something because if you, got together a group so normally class actions are representing the little people versus the massive corporations whereas this is a group of massive corporations (laughs) against one massive corporation so actually that could i mean i'm sure that actually thinking about this if any any u.s lawyers are, are listening to this now they should be immediately um, rubbing their hands with with potential glee <laughs> at the amount of fees they might be able to make in a class action against Sheehan. Although you wonder whether um, uh, this, you know, the, the, that then maybe the Chinese authorities might wake up and do something um, that might just they say, well, no, we're not going to you're not allowed to do make up some law or something saying you're not allowed to do this or whatever. I don't, I don't know. But, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, and if, if if no one's thought of it, they should definitely uh, think of, you know, doing a class action because, like I say, the the litigants will be extremely well funded. Um, I was thinking, so, yeah. could you imagine the money that they could put into that kind of lawsuit? Yeah. And I don't I mean, I know that Shein has had huge growth and they're worth a lot, especially mm-hmm. for a startup. Yeah. But when you're going against the giants, essentially, of fashion, yeah. Yeah. are you going to be able to hold out with yeah. that? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So I think that is, that's very interesting. So, um, you know, a, a good, good uh, legal idea there, uh, a legal money spinner <laughs> idea from Lacey. Uh, you heard it here. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. So anyway, so we'll see, see what happens there. I mean, it's, it's a big thing. So, you know, let's let's see. Um, right. So I'm going to um, selfishly go, go on and um, uh, talk about um, my uh, my favourite uh, story from today, uh, and that was about um, um, the American sort of consumer body a- agency. Um, anyway, it's called the the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, um, and um, uh, it is uh, talking about um, uh, talking about buy now, pay later, and it says that it wants um, the standards for the buy now pay later operators to be the same as those um, imposed on credit card companies now i sort of i've said i've talked about um you know death of klarna and stuff before um when you know uk regulators said that they want they're they're looking into it as well but it does seem to me that like the net is closing in on buy now pay later um and um and I think that by doing this now and in the US, um, I think that this is going to be potentially terminal uh, for be, uh, buy now, uh, for, sorry, uh, for Klarna uh, in particular, because that's all Klarna does, right? That is, that is what it is. Um, and, and so now bringing them in line with credit card companies, 
would bring them uh, so the 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 advantage that they've had of not having to do credit checks and all that sort of thing that will dis that will disappear and they and um they only do one thing whereas banks do buy now pay later as do credit cards do buy now pay later um and they're already complying so this is an absolute open goal um for banks to go you know to really go for go for it and and offer buy now pay later now um the only thing i would say though with with regard to that is that what Klarna has that others don't have is that brand recognition and that trust as well that um, Klarna has built up over the years. So although, um, you know, banks can easily, you know, offer, well, it's absolutely, I would have thought easily offers, offer something like this. I would actually say that um, they're better, what they'd be better off with a bank actually going and buying Klarna uh, and other operators because they could then buy into that they would then have that brand recognition you know if you had Klarna by JP Morgan or something like that you know sort of in in small lettering underneath it um, I think that would be good you get the best of both worlds you'd have um, Klarna you know the brand recognition there so people trusting that um, and then you'd have the backing of a of a massive you know, company with a big balance sheet. So, I mean, I I think that that makes a lot of sense rather than the the, the banks trying to, you know, rebrand and do their own because it just takes ages. Um, whereas, why not fast forward? But the, the only thing is, is that um, I would imagine that um, now, you know, do you want, to, would you want to buy Klarna now just as about, is, is it's about to, um, you know, get regulate, uh, face regulatory scrutiny, or do you want to wait for a while until that scrutiny really hits share price? Uh, well, it's not share price because obviously it's probably you know, it's privately held, but you know the value of the company drops significantly. Then the bank can come in and buy it. But um, I don't know. What What do you think? Are you Are you fan of uh, buy now pay later? Um. So. I'm not a huge fan of buy now, pay later. It's interesting because like I have used Klarna at least once and I can't remember what purchase it was, but I have mm. used it at least once and it's kind of a good concept as a mm. consumer to go, hey, it's better than using my credit card because at least I won't have to pay interest on this item for like a mm. month and a half or two mm. months. So it's a little bit better than not using, than using your credit card. But then on the other hand, like, it's it's not regulated and so that mm. does make it a little bit more disconcerting i think kind of the only thing it has going for it right now is the interest piece and the fact that you don't have to have your credit checked for it because mm -hmm. you could have no credit you could have poor credit you could just you could have the best credit in the world but still mm. um that's less i feel like that's less likely for someone who's using mm. klarna it's, i feel like it's more likely to be used by someone probably younger Mm -hmm. who doesn't necessarily have a whole lot of credit built up, but would really like to buy this thing mm -hmm. and, without having the credit check there. And I feel like credit check could really kind of destroy the entire purpose of Klarna. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, like you said, if a larger bank was pulling this into their company, I feel like that bank is in a better position to know people's credit. Maybe if, maybe they're partnering, if you have like, 
a an account with that bank, they can say, hey, we're already approved you, approving of you, so we're not going to pull your credit mm. entirely. We're not going to give you a full credit check, which will mm-hmm. then affect your credit score in the long mm-hmm. run. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm just thinking, as a consumer, you're going, oh, God, now my credit score is going to be affected by this, whereas it wasn't before. And I just, I think that's kind of the death of Klarna at this point. Mm. So... <laughs> um but yeah yeah i so yeah well obviously we'll see but i I think this is going to happen quickly i mean i i don't think this is going to be like a a, you know death of a thousand cuts i really think you know klana should be going well this is the writing on the wall you know this is the latest nail in the coffin what are we going to do we're going to wait until there are more nails in the coffin or are we going to try and get out you know get sell ourselves um now why we can get a higher value. Um, I do. I do also wonder if banks will just do things like this on their own. Um, mm. Because I know that like the, at least in the U S if you have like the Apple card, you can buy a lot of the Apple products. Like you could buy a new iPhone and they'll finance you for a year mm-hmm. or so mm-hmm. without the interest rate mm. on the credit card. They'll mm-hmm. just say, Hey, we won't, we'll give you free interest on this purchase for, a year as long as you pay it in regular installments and mm. so it's almost like it's already attached to your credit card whereas Klarna is a separate entity so mm. I, I just wonder if more banks will kind of follow the Apple model instead of absorbing a, a company like Klarna to do it kind of separately mm. yeah yeah I mean that's, that's the thing isn't it really I know that a lot of um, banks already offer that now the thing is, I don't, I don't know what practicalities are because I've not myself um, felt the need. You know, I, I've not, I've not used any of these things, and I don't know how easy it would be to use, say, my existing credit card for something like that. Um, but, but you know, anyway, it's, it's there. It, you know, these things are options. It's easier for banks to do this than it than it is for buy now pay later uh, companies to do banking stuff. Um, so it's, it's a one way street as far as I'm concerned. And therefore, um, you know, I, I, but I still think Klarna has the recognition and some of the others, um, have the recognition that, um, could really boost banks because a lot of banks, you know, they want to appeal to different demographics, especially a younger demographic, because of course the younger demographic grows older with them um and um you know as i've I've said before um on a few occasions that apparently you're you're more likely to get divorced than you are to change your bank uh apparent statistically apparently (laughs) um so (laughs) so there you go um but anyway on that on that cheery note um (laughs) we'll end end uh end uh this podcast uh for the week but um thank you very much Lacey, uh for this week it's it's been great fun yeah thank you it's been fun and uh, you know, really, really enjoyed your your insights. Um, and I actually, and actually, on today's, I mean, I can really agree with your assessment of what it's like to be on Sheehan. Because I mean, I, you know, I opened it, and it literally is, it is, as you say, a roller coaster. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's, I'd say, it's best described as an assault on the senses. I think um, that's that's how I found it. 
and it's it's just it's just too much. Um, but anyway, um, and I'm obviously I'm in the minority here. But anyway, um, anyway, thank you very much indeed. Um, I hope the listeners, um, I hope you found it interesting. Um, and thank you very much, as always, for listening to this podcast. Um, have a great day, weekend, etc. We'll be back very soon. Um, and thank you very much. Bye. Bye.